hello and thanks for tuning in to this special bonus episode of the podcast. When I originally decided to cover this, George Floyd wasn't a household name. Global news had for a while been dominated by COVID-19 and the fact that disease had claimed more people from BAME backgrounds was a secondary story. As much as this breakdown is about a woman, it's about a black woman. And I can't help but find it really tragically ironic that the same two-week period, which saw, for the first time ever, four black women in the top two on the US music charts, also saw the murder of an innocent black man. And I think it forced all of us to really be confronted with how deep and systemic racism in the world today is. So before going into the song, I... I just wanted to acknowledge that and say that in the description of this podcast, there is a list of things that you as an individual can take to show your anger at the situation and to make sure it never happens again. Posting on social media is cool because it shows solidarity, but that shouldn't be where our actions stop. There's there's more that we can all do to show that we don't want to be ignorant to this situation. So let's not happily take the gifts that black people have given the world and not also take action against oppression. Thank you. Hello. This is a special little mini episode of the show. And I'm just doing it because there's something happening right now, which I think is really important for women in rap. And I wanted to let people know about it if they don't. So I am titling this The Cultural Importance of Megan Thee Stallion's Savage, which is a very refined title for a song, which maybe people don't necessarily think of as being culturally important. And I'm going to tell you why it is very, very important. It's possible that you have clicked on this, but you don't know who Megan the Stallion is. My sister was like, is that a horse? So I'm going to start there. Megan the Stallion is a rapper from Houston and Savage is one of her songs, which is currently in the top five in the UK, the US and Australia. If you did already know that, and you know that I have a podcast called Hot Girls, maybe it would be no big surprise that I'm a fan of Megan the Stallion. Megan had one of the most played singles last year with Hot Girl Summer and her rap tag, which intros quite a few of her tracks, goes, real hot girl shit. I haven't done a podcast episode on Megan yet. Uh, Watch this space, wink. But I did want to take a moment to highlight why I think Savage is so important and the various shifts in culture its success is a part of. There are three parts to this. The first and most significant is the gap that she is filling when it comes to women having a certain level of success in rap. The second, which is slightly connected, is the legal battle around the song's release. And the third is the role of TikTok. So I hope you enjoy. Ladies, gentlemen, listen up. You're listening to Hot Girls. With Lex of the Day. We in the mix. It's fire. We on fire. From London for the world. Let's go in. Megan Pete from Texas always knew she wanted to be a rapper because her mum was a rapper. In Megan's world, women rapped. Unfortunately, in broader society, that hasn't always been so popularised. If I asked you to name your favourite rappers right now, or even ones that you know, I bet you'd say Jay-Z, Eminem, Kendrick, Tupac, maybe. You might call out Biggie. On the UK scene, you might say Rich 2 JME, Skepta, maybe. All very talented, all very male. In the past 10 years, this has been really normal. It's what we've seen, and occasionally a woman will come out and disrupt that space a bit. In the US, it was Nicki Minaj, and more recently Cardi. 
And I'm not talking about just women who are rapping. I'm talking about people who are rapping and having their singles at the top of the music charts. They're getting the most radio play and people who aren't in the industry and aren't closely following music, they're, they're known by everyone. In the UK, it was Miss Banks and I'd say Stefan Don as well. The other significance of these individuals was their role on remixes and as feature artists, which makes them that much more visible and more public. So again, in the US, you've got like No Limit, uh, which was G-Eazy, Juicy J, Belly, uh, ASAP Rocky and Cardi B. You know, the original song that made Nicki so big was Monster. We had Rick Ross, Jay-Z, Kanye featuring Nicki. This is a global cultural issue, but it's centered in America because that's where so many of the really big stars come from. I'm going to wind back to 1996 when Megan was just one and the single Ladies Night was released. That single featured Lil' Kim, Missy Elliott, Angie Martinez, TLC's Left Eye Lopez and Debrat. Two years later, a magazine called Vibe ran its Rap Reigns cover and on the front was Foxy Brown, Lil' Kim, Missy Elliott and Lauren Hill. Rap wasn't equal around the millennium, but there were women up there at the top, women plural. But for a variety of different and personal reasons, all these women stopped releasing music and they weren't replaced. So then came the rise of Nicki and Nicki Minaj is always held up as not wanting any other women up with her. But this wasn't Nicki's job. An industry is not up to one woman to like take everyone. There was just a total void and a lot of people and cultural commentary was to blame. If you're not sure why this matters, I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> Obviously, I think it does. As individuals, we see images and we hear songs and we're absorbing information all the time. And that comes to us from various angles. If you're a fan of hip hop and rap and what you're seeing and hearing is dominated by men, then your view of world gets dominated by that point of view. So when women aren't the face of hip hop, they're the background of hip hop. You know, they're dancing. That's their presence. And none of the women I know were born to be in anyone's background. So where does Megan the Stallion come in? Well, as I said, Megan grew up with a belief that she could be a successful chart-topping rapper. She started working on her craft in her teens and first started being public with it after she graduated high school. In 2016, a video did the rounds in Houston and it was a 19-minute video in which 12 people each spit some bars for about a minute or so. The rappers rotate, casually stepping forward and dropping their verses when it was their turn. It was called Houston Cypher, if you want to watch it, and it featured one female called Megan the Stallion. Not only is she a woman, but she's a hot one who is not afraid to show that. She isn't wearing very many clothes. Our Meg is comfortable that way. Anyway, the significance of this was that on seeing it, the video took off for one reason. Oh yeah, the second and clearly the strongest rapper was Meg. Since then, she's released multiple mixtapes and gradually released songs with an increasingly bigger commercial success. The climactic point of that was Hot Girl Summer, as I said. And that song featured not just Meg, but it featured two female rappers. And it sampled another song by the City Girls, another two chart-topping women who rap. By jumping on Meg's song, Nikki said yes to her. And, you know, Nikki hasn't always wanted to say yes to every other woman. But this is the thing with Megan. Everyone is saying yes to her because she is committed to the craft of rap. So before Meg, women in rap were starting to be exciting again with Cardi B, Sweetie, Lizzo, Rhapsody, Rico Nasty, Tierra Whack. They were all building buzz and hype. Um, Dreezy, but Megan is the evolution of what those women have been building. And there's something about her focus and commitment to the craft of rap that makes me think Megan is a change and will see the kind of success Nikki saw, but hopefully without having to constantly fight for respect and at a time where she's surrounded by other women as well. 
I also want to talk about the importance of her overt sexuality. Women being empowered sexually is pushing the rhetoric of choice and consent. Women being cast as plus ones in music videos is not. In Meg's world, you are a sexual being on your own terms, for your own satisfaction, not for a man's. She is showing the world that to be a credible rapper, you don't need to soften or downplay your femininity and sexuality. You can be the fullest expression of an artist and of a woman. She twerks for herself. She was studying a degree in healthcare while releasing her mixtapes. I'm going to quote Q-Tip, who said of Megan, It is very innovative to me especially to see a young woman like herself in a position of standing in her power, to stand in her royalty and never let that be shaken. Sexuality, empowerment, talent. Her sexuality isn't a substitute, it's an addition. She's a savage. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Well, guess who else thinks savage is important? Fellow Houston native Beyonce, who pushed the point that women in music are not competing, they're collaborating. Her lyric in the remix of the song, which has just dropped, goes, I'm a bad bitch. She's a savage. No comparison here. Oh, and the proceeds from that collaboration will be donated to a nonprofit, which has been distributing supplies to families during the pandemic. So two women, full awareness of the power, coming together to collaborate and doing good for the world. Okay, so the legal battle. I could say we're living in an interesting time with the music industry, but it's an industry that has to move fast. So it's often an interesting time. What is true is that streaming services have changed the model for making money. There was also a very famous court case a few years ago involving the singer Kesha. Some of you may have heard about it. It was a really quite nasty case with a lot of conflicting opinions. And to be honest, I haven't done the research to form a clear opinion, and that's not the focus of this. But What is true is that women are outnumbered in the industry and musicians, all creatives really, can be vulnerable in early stages of their career when they aren't yet generating an income and they need a bit of a floating to get their music heard and out into the world. In order to release Savage, which Megan did in March, just a couple of months ago, so literally when COVID started kind of kicking off, if I can say that, Megan ended up taking her management to court as they were blocking her from releasing her music. She followed up by suing them The label claimed that her distribution agreement with them gave them the right to set and approve release dates for her music. And look, I respect label's involvement, but it kind of seems like they were trying to bully Megan into doing what they wanted beyond their right. And guess what? They should have just trusted her because obviously she knows what she's doing. Her lawyer said Crawford uh, and 1501, the label took complete advantage of her and fraudulently induced her to enter into the contract. So the documents allege the contract is not entirely unconsciousable, ridiculously so they say so it's a it's a question of respect really what they're saying you owe it to someone to not try and dupe them and it seems like she was duped when she was young and she signed a contract before she really understood the industry in the deal she's entitled to 40 percent of her recording profits the label gets 60 whereas it's normally 50 50 and there's a few other details which i won't go into but the label and the kind of their response was just to complain about a lack of loyalty to which i say Isn't loyalty built on respect? In regards to the process and the battle, Megan said, I will stand up for myself and I won't allow two men to bully me. I am no one's property. And finally, to TikTok. Well, if you haven't heard, looks like TikTok is set to be as big as Instagram, which is good because Facebook currently own Instagram, Facebook and WhatsApp, and that is way too much power for one man. 
TikTok, the video sharing app, has been showing its power in the Western world since it took the pretty much totally unknown Lil Nas X to the top of the charts. Um, His basically like his first single ended up becoming one of the biggest songs of the past decade. Old Town Road was that song. Well, Hawkeye Meg saw an opportunity and when she released her song, Big Old Freak, in 2018, she created a TikTok dance challenge and that was a massive driver of the success of that song. So then when Savage was ready to be released, she followed that mould, kind of knowing what she was doing. And to date, 24.8 million videos have been posted of people doing that Savage dance. 24.8 million including one from Jennifer Lopez, Jessica Alba, and um, Justin Haley Bieber. So wrap your head around that scale. So what is the cultural significance of Megan Thee Stallion Savage? I would say it's what the success of that single says about hard work, self-worth, focus, sexuality, trends and skill all being part of the same person. And that person is a woman. She's a savage. And so are you. <laughs> 